And we are live with you here on a Sunday morning. Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, Hector Longo. Week 6 of MVC Gridiron Weekly presented by Davila and Fusco Insurance. How are you, gentlemen? Great this morning. So, Fine this lovely Sunday morning. <laughs> it, it, was a, uh, it, it was a week of blowouts. Uh, this, this was, uh, you know... A week typically where you've got some rivalry games, but a week this year where uh, whether you're talking about injuries, whether you're talking about just just teams headed in in different directions, uh, we had um, we had six blowouts this week, which was uh, really uh, an, an anomaly for this time of year, guys. Yeah, the power teams, Tim, are. Kind of sniff at the finish line here, and they took care of business. Maybe ratcheting things up with the playoffs, you know, two weeks away, basically, and they took care of business this week. Uh, the teams you expected to to do it did it with authority, you know, starting off, and uh, it was a it was an interesting it was an interesting week in that account where it was kind of a separating week where you said, okay, this team is ready. This team, look what the strides this team has made. Amazing, this team has finally pulled it together. In several different cases, they look ready to go. Hector, just just to follow up on that, is, is this? I mean, typically, would we be seeing this separation week before this, or or just over your careers? Is this right about the time where we really start to see the 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 true separation? Well, I think we had a scenario this week where there where there were some uh, definite gaps. Methuen not having its quarterback, you know, going into a central homecoming. That's a, a recipe for. You know, something like that. But, yeah, I just think that at this point of the year, the kids know, especially in teams that are in the playoffs year in, year out, Tuxbury, and doing things year in, year out in the postseason, they know when things amp up. North Andover has been a, a strong team the last few years. Those kids know. You know, they sniff the postseason. They, they, you know, teams are looking to lock down places in uh, seedings. Teams are looking to lock down league titles. And, you know, it gets serious now, teams put their mind to business, and the teams that aren't winning tend to fade a little bit here. It just, it's just the nature of the beast in football. It's, it's a tough time to coach the next four weeks if you're not a playoff team or you're not a power team. It, it just is. Now, out of those out of those games from yesterday, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a different outcome for Methuen. And, and, you know, as we're going to hear from the coach later, it was 3-0 after the first quarter, 10-0 going in deep into the second quarter, pick six, 17-0. It, it, the whole landscape of the game changed. I'm going to be honest, yesterday, the Lawrence-Lowe game was the one that, that I was really hoping for a, a, a better game. Lawrence coming off a big win against Haverhill. I wasn't expecting... Um, you know, that type of a, a, of a score, to be honest. The other scores, while the Catholic, I saw them earlier in the year. I, you know, I see that. Um, you know, Tuxbury against Chelmsford. You know, you're talking about two different two different teams here. Tuxbury is hitting their stride, but they're also addressing injuries, too. It, it just shows they're, they're, they're small, but their depth, man, and their ability for their athletes to pick it up and, and, and jump in any position. Uh, Andover beating Haverhill. Andover, Hector, you said it. Andover figures out how to play defense, and, and you better watch out. Well, 42-7, to man. They're not letting up as many points as they were earlier in the year, but the Lawrence Lowe game was the one that shocked me and kind of bummed me out a little bit. You know, honestly, 
Lawrence has been so Jekyll and Hyde for 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 so long, and man, I can remember the early years, you know, twenty something years ago, seeing that Lawrence kids expecting a big night and not getting it. It's it's just part of the scenario that's been there. That was uh, you know, obviously the and you know Brendan Ty is is a marquee player, so he's going to be tough to handle for a lot of teams, but. Lawrence didn't handle Lowell, and yeah. things kind of spiraled there. You know, I think uh, if you read Randy's quotes from the game, he was disappointed too. You know that they were on a, a nice little high, and maybe that was a bad thing for that to happen for them for for that to happen that they to win a game and have some success right before a game that, like you say, Bill, you thought was going to be a pretty good football game. And, and I've become biased, to be honest with you, Tim. You know, Hector, I don't know if you saw it, but after our show last week, the coach. Kept, you know, he reached out to us, and we ended up doing a, a video with him. And, and man, he is infectious. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I obviously I grew up in Lawrence, played high school football there, and graduated from Lawrence High. And, and but you know, Yamin has done a really good job for a long time. And, and obviously they they parted ways, and now he's in North Andover. But talking to Coach, the new Lawrence High coach, I know it's his second year. Man, is he infectious? And and, and I found myself really rooting for them, and, and that's why, like I said, I was so disappointed to to see that big of a letdown. Yeah, I mean, you add in whether between the coach and then and then you know the Vinny the Vinny Schmidt, uh, yep. um, you know, love of last week. I mean, uh, Lowell shut down Schmidt. I mean, Schmidt was in negative yards for, for the for the day. Um, so yeah, that 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 was definitely a surprising result. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit in terms of Methuen. Now, you know, not not a fun topic, I know, Bill, but you know, right now, now with that loss yesterday, they're in they're in the fifth spot now in in Division yeah. One North. No no home playoff game. I mean, it looks like they'll get a playoff game. It does. I mean, just doing the math, I don't see how they could fall out of the playoff picture. But how does Coach Ryan? How do they get right now? Um, they're trying to find the mix on offense. They had they had uh, JP Munoz in there yesterday as, as quarterback. Um, saw some good things out of him, but three picks not good. But I mean, how where how do they recover at this point? Tim, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, no matter what I say right now, I sound like a big hose bag here, but, you know, one of the things that, that Connor was bringing to the tables was first downs, and and I think, you know, any anybody can throw a, a, a big play and, and, and have a big run, but it's the consistency, and I think the thing that was helping Methuen in the beginning of the year were, were the long drives, we're, we're getting the ball down the field, eating up the clock, you know, scoring the touchdown and then allow the defense to rest. Right now, you got multiple kids. You know, I'll say this: Kareem Coleman has been an athlete for for multiple years. His his stock for me has shot up tenfold because the kid's playing both ways. He's gutting it out. He's running the ball. He's playing scat back quarterback. He, you know, almost 100 yards yesterday. I, I just I don't think they have enough right now. Um, I'm nervous about this weekend with Lawrence. You know what I mean? They they just haven't found that groove, and and you know as much as you know you're, you're prepared for this, you're not. And I think that's going to be a, a it's going to be a tough week of practice, and they got to keep these kids focused on you know hey 
this is your next guy up. You know, we see other kids from other towns getting injured as well, and, and people are stepping up. And it's it's about mental maturity and growth and, and a mindset that, hey, if I'm the next guy up, i got to perform. You know, we'll talk to Peter later, you know, from North Andover. Kid's a senior, never started a game before in varsity, and he's got two wins under his belt. So no excuses at the end of the day, but it's not an easy thing to overcome. I mean, and not for nothing, guys. Uh, this Methuen-Lawrence game, Lawrence, uh, again, I, I've got I've got the, the graphic up on the screen now. Lawrence is in the, even with just one win, Lawrence is in the ninth, ninth spot right now in Division One North. And given Methuen's points, a win over Methuen is likely going to put them in the eighth spot over Lexington, no matter what Lexington does next week. So... I mean, that's this is a playoff game for for Lawrence coming coming into this. Tim, give us a scout on JP Munez. Munez, where did he come from? And um... I, I, I I can do that. Uh, he he's been a kid that's been you know a youth a youth football player. He's a a, a tough tough athlete. Um, I, I think he he's got a little bit of a stronger arm than than Ganji at times. Uh, accuracy, I think they kind of split that. I, I think the difference maker that I was hoping to see out of him was was just a little bit of a, 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 a more north to south running where Ganji can definitely roll out and sca- scramble a little bit better and get your yards where I was looking at Munez, uh, JP as a kid who can run that that option run and he's a little bit I don't want to say tougher than Ganji that's not the right word but he can break a little bit more tackles than, than Ganji did so they were splitting some time yesterday which I think is hard that both you know, uh, Munez, Munez got in uh, the week before, first play, through a pick in Andover, which stinks on any level. I don't know if I would have had him throw his pa- a pass his first game. But the, the receivers for Methuen, good passing, but Coleman made like a 50-yard up over Ciccarelli catch. Um, another kid that, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't even know who it is, made an incredible diving catch for Methuen, so some of the high yardage were some big, long, long uh, pass plays. Figaro, you know, is that what you're talking about? Figaro, yeah, I don't even really yeah. know who that kid is, yeah. to be honest with you. So, you know, that's where you start to see kids step up and get some experience, and you hope you can put something together over the next couple of weeks to to get a little a little spark going. And I thought, uh, but, I thought with Figaro, I thought maybe the, those two had a connection on the JV team. That's why he was yeah. getting, some, get, getting, getting some spots there, and yeah, he, he made a big play, so I mean, um, Munoz had some yardage yesterday, which, which you know, so. They, they uh, these guys chunks. all sophomores? Uh, Figaro is, uh, JP is, uh, like I said, Ganji's a junior. So he was, you know, just experience-wise and, and, and I think um, just understanding the playbook. Um, they weren't doing the 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 on the on the line calls yesterday, so Methuen's definitely changing up a ton of their <coughs> excuse me a ton of their offense and just their their ability to keep the game flowing uh, and keep defenses off balance. It wasn't part of yesterday's game. They had to huddle up. They had to call plays. There was a lot more in the moment coaching. What it appeared to me on the sideline for for JP. I think the other big moment there yesterday was just uh this weekend was 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 north andover over drake it um we'll talk about that next we'll 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 we'll, we'll start with north andover drake it uh you know we, we, we've got a uh we're, we're lucky to have uh the the quarterback for for north andover on with us this week 
um, the first the first player to do a video interview with us and, and hopefully start a trend there. Peter Rodolski, uh, we'll talk to him. Uh, we'll break down all the games. Uh, and, and the one thing I wanted to, to just throw out to you guys, uh, as we as we mentioned earlier, uh, we'll put the put the nominations up on the screen. Uh, we've already already got a good jump on the voting here. Uh, you got Scott Brown from Andover had a, a, the, the freshman quarterback had another huge game for Andover in in their win over Haverhill. Kevin Higgins, as we mentioned before, a big game for for Central Catholic. Um, and we'll have uh, we'll have Coach Chuck Adamopoulos who will talk a little bit about a, a little bit about him and just just you know uh, different guys stepping into big roles for Central as as they uh, they get ready for their playoff push. Kyler Keogh from Tewksbury. He is uh, he, another another guy who had a uh, who, who stepped up in the absence of Shane Aylward, who's who's still nursing that shoulder injury. Uh, Tyler Keogh had a big game for the Redmen, and then uh, the one return nominee here, Brian Hamilton from Bill Ricca. He had a big game against Malden Catholic, 143 yards, two touchdown runs. So there are your nominees. Get online to on Twitter at at, at MVC Gridiron Week. And we will uh, we'll see how that plays out again. The the fan vote, 25% of the vote. Uh, we were you guys were in agreement with the fan vote last week uh, in, in terms of Mr. Schmidt. <coughs> so Vinny Schmidt was our winner last week, and uh, we'll see how we'll see how things play out this week, gentlemen. So we'll, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back after the break, and we will talk North Andover Drake it, and we will. Uh, We'll talk to the quarterback from from North Andover, North Andover, Peter Rodolski. We'll do that right after the break here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and Dafusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give the Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Big shout out to the folks at AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams and her team over there. AFC Urgent Care, the right care right now. You'll never need an appointment. Got that persistent cough and cold, that cut that needs a few stitching, or need a sports physical and don't want to wait weeks to get into your primary doctor? AFC's streamlined approach helps you be seen quickly and feel better fast. In Methuen, in the Merrimack Street Medical Professionals Building, 380R Merrimack Street, in North Andover as well, in the Burton Grill Plaza, 8 to 8 Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 Saturday and Sunday. Go to afcurgentcare.com for more details.
here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, Hector Longo, and you here on a Sunday morning. Uh, much thanks to the folks at Davila and Defusco Insurance for making the show possible, as well as our other sponsors, uh, AFC Urgent Care, Jen Hamilton, re the realtor. Uh, huge thank you for uh, for your sponsorship of the show. Um, so let's talk North Andover. Uh, let's a, a huge win uh, once again, second in a row now for for North Andover, uh, and and a surprise again what, another one of those surprising outcomes, forty one to fourteen over Drake. guys, they held the middies to one hundred and seventy two total yards. But really, if you you know, it was under a hundred if you factor in that seventy nine of those were on the last drive against backups. Uh, Peter mm -hmm. Rodolski, eight for thirteen, hundred and fifty three passing yards, two touchdown passes. Freddie Gavin, eighteen rushes, hundred and one yards, two T D runs. R Ricky Brutus, eleven rushes, uh, fifty eight yards, two T D runs. Max Wolfgang, three catches, seventy three yards, an eleven yard T D catch. Matt Chico. Three catches, 60 yards, and a 37-yard touchdown catch for the Knights. Uh, Lucas Abarguin, one of our MVP candidates for earlier in the season, coming back from injury. He uh, he had a nice day, 10 carries, 95 yards for the middies in the loss. But guys, this was this was all this was all North Andover. I, I can't I can't figure Drake it out. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they have talent. They have size. They have speed. Um, it, 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 they, they, they're the team that confuses me the most. Go ahead, Hector. I, I... If I would say one thing, I would have said that Peter Rodolski, and I know you guys are going to speak to him in a bit, might be the great story of this season. If you, if you look at different storylines that have come up through the league this year, he's got to be a nominee for top story of the year. Coming in in October, uh, senior backup stepping in and doing this and leading his team to victories into, into the playoffs. Great to see. It's one of the great stories of fall. Very interesting stuff. Just very excited about that. And the other thing I might say, Bill, is maybe we're seeing that there is a little bit of a, a separation here um, between the haves and not-so-haves in, in that case. Um, maybe North Andover was just better than we thought. Well, I mean, and we just thought we just thought from what we saw earlier in the season that, that Drake it maybe right. was in the halves, you know, but, but yeah. you, get, you got two teams going in the wrong in, in different, like polar opposite directions right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no matter how I say this, this isn't a slight on the Drake coaching staff. I don't know them very well. I, I I'm, I'm much more familiar with North Andover and, and their, their depth of coaching and their experience, number of years of, of assistant coaches that have been head coaches, they they seem like they're almost re-establishing who they are throughout the season. And and you know the interview was taped a little bit earlier. And, and you're right, Pete is a great kid. And, and God, I'm I'm going to agree with you, Hector. I, I I do find he's someone that is uh, you know, is handling all of this really well, but also performing really well, which it's easy. You get you get an opportunity, it doesn't mean you're going to perform. Um, but I, I think the North Andover coaches seem like they're retooling their talent and putting them in different positions to uh to to you know to make a better team here for the run for the playoffs well you mentioned the interview bill let's let's get right into it we've got we've got uh peter radulski as as hector mentioned really one of the great stories of, of this fall and uh you'll you'll uh you'll, you'll hear a little bit more uh right right from him in terms of how he's uh how he's handled uh, this this newfound spotlight. So let's bring in P. 
Peter Radulski from, from North Andover. Thrilled to have here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, we've got the quarterback from the North Andover Scarlet Knights, Peter Radulski. Peter, Tim Wood, Bill Bryan here. H how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you? Uh, fantastic. Uh, we're excited to have you here. You are you are you're making history. You we've had we had two coaches last week on Skype. You are the you are the first player that has uh, that that has submitted to actually being on video on a Sunday morning. So uh, you're, you're making you. history all over the place these days. Awesome! I'm excited <laughs> to be here. So um, tell us just about. I mean, you've you've had it. You've had an interesting career. For those who are not initiated into the Peter Radulski story, t tell us just about how 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 you got to this point in terms of starting these last couple games. Um, well, in terms of my high school career, um, I haven't I haven't played a single varsity or I haven't started a single varsity game until this year. So like sophomore and junior year, I was on JV, and actually my sophomore year I ended up breaking my elbow, so that cut my season short. But uh, Last year, uh, as the JV quarterback, um, I got a lot of time through on the varsity on the varsity games. I got a lot of time through when uh, our team was up big because we had a very good team last year, and so a lot of the games were, were blowouts. And so at the end of the game, I was able to get a little experience. But until two weeks ago, I uh, I've never started a varsity game. So two weeks ago was my first uh, varsity start against Chelmsford. Wow! So there we are, no varsity start, Chelmsford. Your your first snap, your first series. What's going on in, in your head, and how are you managing that huddle? Uh, I just wanted to make sure everyone was ready to go and fired up because I didn't want to come out slow. I, I wanted to knock Chelmsford back right off the bat. And the the, the first drive, drive of the game, was it was a good drive. We went right down the field and scored a touchdown, so it was good. Fantastic. Peter, in terms of just stepping into this role, um, what has it been like for you to uh, step into this role and um, in in the middle of, in the middle of the the MVC gauntlet. Well, um, the, this is a great division. There's a lot of tough teams, and um, definitely it's it's been a little, little nerve wracking while like having to watch all that film and go up against these great teams. But I just I, I know that if my all my teammates and I, if we play our best, I know that our team can go as far as we want to go, and so. Uh, it's really reassuring that we're able to um, play so well when we play together. Talk a little bit about coming in. Like Tim just said, it's the middle of the season. You've, you've started now two games. You know, uh, as, as a dad who's, whose son plays quarterback and is injured and, and is out right now, it's tough. There's a lot of, a lot of stress to that. As the, as the young man or, or senior that's coming in and replacing, how's that relationship between you and, and the, the injured QB? Um, well, I love him, and he's a great person, and uh, we're definitely great friends. And he's he's a great help to me um, at practice. He's there every day, and we have very two different uh, styles of play, uh, I think. And so I definitely think we learn a lot from each other, uh, practicing together and playing together. And uh, uh, we sometimes we hang out outside of school. We're great friends. It's, it's a great relationship. Peter, in terms of just um, what you've learned, and, and we're talking to Peter Radulski here on NBC Gridiron Weekly um, from uh, the North Andover uh, Scarlet Knights, the the, the quarterback uh, two two and zero is a starting quarterback now for 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 the, for the Knights. Peter, what is um, as you've as you've uh, 
watched from the sidelines as you've as you've played in the JV games. What have you learned um, watching the games that 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 made you better going into this situation? Uh, I definitely think not to go back to last year because I hate talking about the state championship. But last year, watching Jake McElroy, who is one of like the best uh, high school quarterbacks I've ever seen, I think watching him play the game helped a lot because um, learning under him was a, a huge help because he's one of the best high school quarterbacks I've ever seen and. Uh, definitely watching him and playing with him was, was a great help because he, uh, he was a very mature and um, he was a very sound quarterback. He was good at everything he did. So I, I got to ask, what does that mean by you hate talking about the state championship? Is it, oh, is it, is I, it I, to talk about being the best team in the state? <laughs> no, I just, I just don't want to go back on the old things when we're right now in this season, we have to focus on where we are because uh, after this week we have playoffs and we, we got to focus on where we are right now. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so let, um, let's talk a little bit about Drake. <clears throat> you know, what were what were some of the challenges going into the game this week? <clears throat> and, and obviously you guys have a balanced attack. You know, you had a great day passing the ball. And obviously with Gavin and, and uh, Brutus and the other running backs, you guys have a solid uh, air and ground attack. What, what, what did Drake offer that was a challenge? Um, well, well, Drake gets a really tough team. They, they hit hard and they're very sound tacklers, but um... – this week we put in the uh, the I formation and we hadn't run that all year, so I think uh, in, the, in the beginning of the game that helped a lot run the ball, and then they, as they adjusted to that, we uh, spread them out a little bit, and so I think that helped a lot too to have like uh, a lot of different formations to throw at them in the running game, so they weren't really ready for that. And then in the passing game, um, definitely in film we saw some things like uh, mismatches with some of our receivers and. Um, well, we we have great receivers like uh, Matt Chico, Max Wolfgang. Um, they're they're great receivers. Uh, Matt's super fast. Max is a huge target, and they make it real easy on me. All I got to do is put the ball in their general vicinity, and they'll catch it. Yeah, I mean, I've got we've got some of your some of the highlights from the game uh, playing uh, as we're talking here. Um, it, in terms of just what you saw from from Drake it. Um, you guys are kind of, I wouldn't say you're heading in, in different directions right now, but I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's how much, how much was that as much as you don't want to talk about last year, how much is uh, collectively as a team having that experience of all of these, of those pressure situations, um, how much is it coming into play for you and in, in kind of toning down the nerves as you head into these games? Uh, well, for me, I, I didn't really get to play in any of those big games last year, so it didn't it didn't really uh, help with my nerves. I still had plenty of nerves, but I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure um, a lot of the guys, like on the line, I know we have two returning linemen, Jack Roach and Tim Ianron. They both played in the Super Bowl and started in the Super Bowl. And um, there's, there's a bunch of, like Freddie Gabin, obviously he played the whole season last year. Like all, all of them, I'm sure it helps with their nerves that they've been to all those big games and everything, but... I, I can't speak on that. I still have plenty of nerves. <laughs> so just talk a little bit about, you know, uh, your first start, Chumsford, to, to, to Drake it. What, what was some growth and some things that you found yourself doing much better in Drake it, having a full game under your belt and having another whole week of practice? Talk a little bit about your own growth and, and where you're feeling much more confident now going into your next game as well. Uh, I definitely think – 
Um, I, I learned a lot from the way um, I prepared for the Chelmsford game because um, I was able to like be a lot more calm and less nervous for the Drake game. And um, during the, Ch- the Chelmsford game, I think it gave me a lot of confidence the, in the sense that we were able to pull out like a close win because um, having not played a full game with all the guys on the, the team this year, uh, it helps to build that chemistry once you get a, a good win like that, like a like. That, that was crazy when they all stopped him at the goal line in that Chelmsford game because that, that, that helps build a lot of team chemistry. And I think going into Drake, it helps boost the confidence a little bit. Yeah, what an insane ending to that game. And then, and then you know, as like you said, as good as, as, good as you played and as, as, as much as you got the nerves out to, to, to win in that way, that's got to just be an, a, 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 the ultimate chemistry builder to, to, have, to have that kind of moment. Um, in terms, tell us just in terms of um, you personally and, and what it's been like uh, stepping in this late in the season is, and, and how, where you've kind of taken um, your, your learning moments from in, in stepping into this role. Um, I just, I definitely think that I've always tried to be prepared for any situation. Like in the beginning of the season, I just wanted to play football. So I was playing defensive end and um, I, had, I had a couple sacks actually, which was uh, big, but um, I just wanted to play football. And so I, I was telling myself, no matter where I end up, I just want to be prepared to be ready for wherever the coach needs me. And um, I definitely think that um, every day I would try and learn as much as I could about the offense. So if I ever got my chance, I'd be ready. And I, I think it's helped a lot that um, I, I've studied so much to be ready to know the offense when I go in there. So how, how are things a little bit differently in school when you when you're a defensive end or a backup? You know, you have one sort of strut down the hallway when you're the starting quarterback and you're, you're two and zero. Oh, yeah. You're two and zero oh going into your next game. How, how is it a little bit different for you walking down the hallway? Uh, well, it's, it's definitely a lot different because all my teachers come up to me now and congratulate me and, the, and they, they all, they all say that they didn't even know that I played quarterback because they, they all, they, they said when they go to the games, they saw me go in on, uh, pass rushing situations on defense. And so that they thought that's all I did. Cause I was, uh, I, I was used as like the speed defensive end. And so basically all my teachers thought that was my job and our, and special teams too. I am on the special team. So they, they thought it was just, that was it. But I was like, no, I, I play quarterback too. So they're all surprised and they love it. It's a, it's a great feeling. Peter, you talk about wanting to play football. Just tell us um, how so you, you, you were behind McElroy. Now you go in and, and you're behind Will uh, to start the season. Where does that patience come? I mean, we've seen we, we've seen a lot of situations where where players will either stop playing or transfer somewhere else. Or where does that patience come from? And 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 um, in terms of in terms of waiting for your spot, uh, it can definitely get pretty frustrating waiting for your spot, especially your senior season. And so I think it. I, I just have to thank all the people that help me get here because talking to all of them just like my dad some of the, the my teachers at school the my trainer who I train with uh, outside of the season all of them have just really helped me stay patient because they all knew that my time would come and my, my coaches too they kept they encouraged me all the time and I think I think they all just helped me really stay patient and told me what that, that uh, one day good things will happen in terms of um, 
what's what's next for you uh, outside of outside of football as, as you as you head down down the the twilight of your your high school career here what what are you looking at are you looking at colleges are you looking at are you are you, do you have any careers in mind yet uh yeah there's de- definitely a, a lot of college stress right now so uh lots of essays applications all that stuff um I, I submitted my first application a couple days ago, so it, it's definitely a long process that's starting to come to an end. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big it's a big process. And if I do get the chance, I'd love to play a sport in college. That definitely might be a part of it if I if I could do that. And also, uh, I'm looking more towards the engineering type um, major in college. So uh, I'm ho- I'm hoping that it all works out eventually. What what are your what are your other sports? Um... That, that you do what else do you do on, on the other seasons uh in in the spring uh, i'm on the baseball team and then in the winter this year i'll be the the captain of the ski team this year fantastic tell us a little bit where does ski come into this that's kind of an odd you know that's an odd three sport um mix right there yeah well when i was really young i i, wa- I always wanted to try basketball because um my grandfather um my mom's dad loved basketball and I, I always wanted to try basketball but my parents and my whole my whole family like my, my other grandparents have a house in new hampshire like a ski house and so my whole family always goes up there and skis and so um my, my whole family would always ski together and my parents wouldn't let me play basketball because it would take away from skiing and so <laughs> And so eventually, um, I, I just fell in love with skiing. I, by the time I was like eight or ten, I just I love skiing. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for any other sport. And then when I was about I think it was fourteen, yeah, fourteen, twelve to fourteen, somewhere in there. Uh, I was in middle school. Um, towards the end of middle school, I tried ski racing, and um, I fell in love with that. And so when I saw the high school had a race team freshman year, I signed up and I, I had a blast. I loved it. And so now here I am. Uh, Ski racing. Nice. So you guys are you guys are in a spot now where where you know I'm looking at like the D- Division Two North standings and 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 where you guys fit into the MVC. Um, I mean you could you you're in a spot now that where you could earn a, a home playoff game. I mean where how are you guys feeling heading into this home stretch? Um, well, when we came to that. Um, after the, I think it was the Tewksbury game, when we were one and three after we had lost that game, the coach, Coach Dubzinski, he's, he's a great motivational speaker, I, I think, but he told us that we were at a tipping point in the season and we could either pack it in and go home or we could turn the season around. And I think definitely that that was a big thing for me, that every game after that became, he, he says every game after that became the Super Bowl and every game was a must-win game. And I think it really is that that he's definitely 100% right on that. And just remembering from last year how all those home playoff games, just the atmosphere, I think it'd be a huge advantage if we were able to play at home. And I think that definitely would be an amazing atmosphere to play in. And I uh, I, I think definitely this next game against Bill Rick is a, definitely a must-win game. Bill, anything else from you? No, it just it's great to hear from you. And, and you know, you're, you, you sound like a, a seasoned veteran talking to us and, and you're very comfortable and, and uh, I think there's going to be big things in horizon and, and you know, it's it's a lot to ask a kid to come and step in a leadership role like that, but it sounds like everything else you've been doing in your life has prepared you for this, so it looks like you're going to be, uh, you're going to be doing pretty well for yourself, Peter. Congrats. Thank you. Hey, Peter, we, we uh, you know, 
we, we, we took up some of your Sunday morning here. I mean, what, what, uh, in terms of uh, just shout outs and, and, and want to thank yeah. some people that, that have helped you, whether it's, you know, whether it's teachers, family, uh, friends, whoever it might be, any shout outs you want to give before we let you go? Oh, well, obviously I definitely want to thank my mom and dad for giving the, me, me the opportunity to be here. And, um, my trainer, his name's uh, Robert Fitzgerald. He, he works with me through the whole off season and, um, He's a great help in everything I do. Definitely wouldn't be here without him because some some of the hits I take, I uh, he he I he, not even he can prepare me for those. So I'm very glad that I've been able to become a lot stronger than I was. And uh, definitely all my coaches, all of them are huge help. And um, Coach Casey Walsh was the quarterback coach last year. He wasn't able to come back this year, but he still took the time in the off season to work with me. And um, definitely. The, another coach, Coach Van Horn, from last year, he wasn't able to come back this year, but he was the defensive line coach, and he took the whole offseason and taught me how to play D-end. And uh, Obviously, Coach Dubzinski's done a great job. Um, all the coaches, Coach Barry, Coach Doolin, Coach Cerullo, all of them do a great job, and I just wanted to thank them. Uh, and obviously, I forgot to say, the new defensive line coach, I love him, Coach Yamin. Uh, he was great to play for, and I, I just wanted to thank all of them uh, for doing such a great job. That that was a that was a veteran shout out list right there, man. You did you 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 didn't you didn't forget anybody, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Tim and Tim and I always forget to thank our wives. Oh and, yeah. And you are every single coach player, so that that was yeah. great. Peter. That was legit, absolutely. Peter, uh, huge thank you for joining us here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. It's been a pleasure to to, to watch uh, watch you get your chance and and really shine and. Uh, we'll be we'll be watching and rooting for the rooting for the Scarlet Knights down the stretch here. Thank you, thank you. It's awesome. To, uh, I got the chance to talk here. Thank you. You made history, man. First first video. You you, you did awesome. Thank Please, you. Thanks again. So uh, great job out of Peter Rodolski. Uh, you you start to to understand how how this kid has has stepped into the spotlight, and uh, it seems like. Uh, Schimmler's going to be out for a couple more weeks here, at least. So, so uh, he's going to get this. Uh, he's going to get the start next week, uh, and then uh, probably might even get the the first playoff game. Looks like right now that that North Andover might be in line for a for a home playoff game at this point, guys. Yeah, take care of business next week against Billerica, and that would pretty much lock that one down. Uh, I, I know the three the the, the four seed Tim, as you uh, told us, and. Uh, the three seed Masconomet has Newburyport next week, which is probably a winnable game too. I'm not sure points wise. Yeah, all the points, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that may be enough to overtake uh, them in that case. But you know, that's a rugged, rugged, rugged D2 North. That is, there are some really good teams there: Reading, uh, Woburn, of course, uh, Lincoln Sudbury at the top. There are some good teams in that. You, you know, it, it's it's, it's kind of like back in the day when. You know, you, you're checking out the seedings and hoping to get a Boston City team in baseball or something like that. This one, you're looking for that softy in, in in the field. I'm not sure who it is either. I'm not sure who it is because, but it's a power. That is a power group right there. So um, D2 North is loaded. What overall thoughts on Rodolski, Bill? No, Tim, I, I appreciate it because I wanted to take a quick quick detour. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm loving the Skype. Um, you know, we, we, Tim, you and I have done a lot of a lot of other stuff with Methuen and Ranger Nation Radio, and and, and us doing the show last year at at at, at um, you know in, in studio. 
But having these coaches and having these kids come on and, and Skype, it just shows a lot more of their personality that, you know, if this isn't like, you know, a, a jock show, this isn't a football show, this is a combination of, you know, here's a kid who's a senior, hasn't ever really gotten his opportunity. You know, Schmuller is his friend. And, and, you know, I loved hearing how he talked about how he's helping him out and, you know, he's kind of keeping the seat warm. But you can just tell this kid wants to finish the season as a starting quarterback. And, and, and those are the things that these, these young kids are learning. This is all life lessons. And, and I just love being part of that, having them on. And even, like I said, last week, having the Lawrence coach uh, on and, and just getting to know them and their personality. There's a lot of good things going on. Coach Chuck is going to be on later on. Just these are good guys, good mentors, and care a ton about these these kids. So uh, a good segue there from Bill uh, in terms of life lessons. We will next up. We will uh, we will do a life lesson in humility as as we uh, as as we talk Central uh, Methuen uh, and uh, and and bring Bill as as much into the conversation as he'd like to be. Uh, we will do that right after the break here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila DeFusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Hey, I want to tell you about Jen Hamilton, the realtor for Keller Williams Realty. She's licensed in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and she's a big supporter of all things local, especially youth sports. She's a big backer for Central Catholic and Methuen Athletics, but she's a household name around the Merrimack Valley. Hey, the, the autumn market is in full swing. If you are thinking of selling, now is the time. Inventory is an all-time low, making this a seller's market. In a seller's market, there's a greater chance for a bidding war on your home. So put Jen Hamilton's 33-plus years of experience to work for you today by calling for a free, no-obligation market analysis of your home. Call Jen at 508-954-7941. A huge supporter of youth athletics. Listen, she, her record speaks for itself. She's one of the top sellers in the region for for Keller Williams Realty. Hamilton is a house sold word. Call her at five zero eight nine five four seven nine four one. Back here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance, Tim Wood, uh, Bill Bryant, Hector Longo, and you here on a Sunday morning. Uh, next up on our docket, we've got the uh, Central Catholic Methuen game. 
Uh, and uh, again, you know, I, I'm looking at all of the. There was not one um, one game under 27 point margin yesterday, and and this game was no different. A 43-8 uh, win by Central. Uh, their homecoming. Central held Methuen to 19 yards in the first quarter en route to building a 23 to nothing halftime lead. Kevin Higgins, 12 tackles, 3 sacks to lead the Raiders' defense. Nick Donatio with a pick 6, a 65-yard pick 6, and, a, and a 3 catches, 51 yards. Nate Hebert, the, one of the guys uh, that got injured earlier in the season, came back in a 41-yard TD reception for the Raiders. Uh, Pereira. Another great game, 193 passing yards, a TD pass, a TD run. For Methuen, uh, Coleman, eight catches, 87 yards. And uh, the the quarterback we were talking about earlier, JP, Munez, uh, 11 for 22, 192 passing yards and a two-point conversion. So, uh, I mean, just in terms, of, in terms of what you saw in person, Bill, yesterday, uh, can um, can the Rangers rebound next? We you know we mentioned it earlier in the show in terms of Lawrence. That's a big game next week against Lawrence for both teams. Now a game that, that probably when we were looking at the Rangers at four and zero and 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 the Lancers at zero and zero and four wasn't looking so big. Now now Lawrence has a chance to to make the playoffs and and Methuen's got a they're in but they've got a chance to to. P- potentially jump into a to a to a home game at this point. So Tim, it was a you know forty-two to eight win. So no matter what I'm about to say right now, I, I, that's in perspective. However, you look at into the first quarter, it's three nothing. Methuen does a goal line stance on Central and holds them to a field goal. Ton of momentum going into the second quarter. Um, you, you have a, a, a interception that leads to a touchdown. Now it's ten nothing going into the second quarter. Methuen's got to be aggressive. Right? They, they can't sit back, run the clock down, and, and try to go into halftime. They throw the ball, pick six. Now you're talking 17 nothing, and, and that was kind of the killer, to be honest with you. As far as on the sidelines, the excitement in the fans, uh, you know, it was 3 nothing into the first quarter. This is a game. You know, the front lines were battling. Romano was playing out of his mind <clears throat> as far as, you know, holding the defense down. The DBs were doing a good job. It, it, that pick six hurt. And it, and it kind of just it, it instead of going into halftime feeling like all right we got this we got to make some adjust, adjustments because they were moving the ball offensively they just weren't able to 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 pick up that drive a penalty here a penalty there um, you know we're, we're killing we're killing their drives they weren't able to sustain anything and then once the pick six happened and then another touchdown twenty three nothing at halftime that, that was kind of that was the game to me the second quarter decided that game. Fellow shocker of the week, Nick Nick Donatio with another big play. I mean, that has been a broken record for that team. Big play at big times. The Donatio kid, man, he just comes. He has a knack for coming up with the the kind of game breaking play. Bill, not only Hector does he make the big play, but he also finishes it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and that's what separates yeah. him. There's other there's other phenomenal athletes that that may have more skill here and there than him. But the thing about Nick is he's, he's almost like a defensive quarterback right there. But he makes the interception and then does something with it. 
Um, so I, I think Central's pretty lucky. I think they've got a kind of a leader quarterback on both sides of the ball as far as offensively, yeah. and, you know, and def- the kids are stud. Um, yeah. You know, you don't get a, a scholarship to, to Merrimack for, for, for nothing. And, you know, he's a, he's a stud. Difference maker, yeah, absolutely. All right, so Rangers 4-2 and two now. They've got Lawrence next week. Central 5-1, and one, finish off with Haverhill before the playoffs. Let's bring in the head coach of the, the Raiders, uh, Chuck Adamopoulos, here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. Here on the line uh, with us, the he- victorious head coach of the, <laughs> the Central Catholic Raiders, Chuck Adamopoulos, Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, Hector Longo. Uh, it's kind of a rite of passage here now, Coach. Uh, you kind of come on after after the Methuen game, uh, a a, uh, a a a pretty uh, impressive homecoming for you guys yesterday. Tell us a little bit about the win, uh, but if 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 you'd like to be, if you'd like to start with just uh, um, just throwing some some shade at Ed Bell Bryant, and you know we we'd certainly allow that. You've certainly earned it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I actually I, I I talked with Joe after the game yesterday, and I I expressed my I don't use the word sympathy because that sounds fatal, but just I I, I was bummed for his son great competitor and and uh, that's tough when it happens to a senior uh to suffer an injury like that um jj mccurry for us same situation and kids work hard for this senior year it's a shame when when injuries happen like that uh it, it, it's just a, it's a tough situation you can you know and, and for kids it's happening right there and it's, and it's the most important thing going for them and, and you know in the grand scheme of life may not be the most important but at that time it, it feels like it is so so I feel for people in that situation, and, and the parents as well, because that's not easy for parents that to deal with. No, and I appreciated that, Coach. And, uh, you know, as much as I give Central a hard time and Hector is always there to defend, you know, a couple of the coaches from Central have also reached out. And, and that part of it, regardless of the competition, wins, losses, you know, th- this is a strong community that does care about each other and, and, and does always look to, to, to you know, Look at the positive events, and that part of it—it it was uh, definitely a class act. Well, thank you. It's, again, uh, utmost respect for your son and, and him as a competitor, because he is a hell of a ball player. All right, Coach. Now, t- tell us, tell us how this game played out for, uh, from from your perspective yesterday, in terms of um, how you prepared for, for Methuen versus what you saw your your uh, your players execute. Well, I think. The big thing when you play Methuen, the, the coaches that run with scouts team hate that week the most of all because they run more shifts and more motion and, and more things like that than, than any other team that we'll see during the season. So there's a lot of preparation with that, just making sure that you line up you know, properly and things like that. Um, and I thought our kids did a pretty good job with that. Um, one thing that we... So one of the reasons we've been successful this season in general, though, is we've been winning the turnover battle right through. You know, we had three interceptions in the first half yesterday. We played Andover a couple weeks ago. We had three picks. We had a couple of turnovers against Lowell. And I think any time, especially in high school football, you can intercept the ball three times. It's it's a major recipe for having a successful game. And... and, uh, 
And, and so, again, like I, I said this to our coach, your math was coach, all yelled at me about jinxing ourselves, but we've, we've done a turnover. I, I have to go back and look at what it is, but we're probably about plus 17 through six games, and, and that's going to help you out a lot when, when you're on the right side of that number. Chuck, if you looked at the schedule yesterday or over the weekend, it seemed like all the teams that you thought might have been the team to beat in the, in the game kind of took care of business. You guys were one of them. But if you look down the list, the teams that you thought were going to win really just did what they had to do. Is, it, is that a product of week seven here, week six, um, teams getting ready for what is the playoff run? <clears throat> um, yeah, I think, I think teams at this point now have started to, to gel into what they are. Um, and, and, again, you get thrown curveballs with, with injuries and things like that. But, um, yeah, typically at this point, teams are starting to mature into what you hope is a near-finished product. It's, uh, you're never as good as you think you look themselves. And, and I was just watching ours and there's some stuff that um, will be brought up tomorrow that we have to get better at. Um, but, yeah, I think you start to reach this point. Things are starting to play themselves out. And what happens to is you get to look at teams now more on film where, you know, even ourselves early, I know we had blemishes that maybe teams don't see right away because they, they haven't, you haven't, you haven't um, so at least you get a chance to try to get better in the areas where you are weak. You know, so, so we're, we are kind of at that point of the season. Talking to uh, Co- Coach Chuck Adamopoulos from uh, Central Catholic here on MVC Grid or Iron Weekly. Coach, um, tell us just in terms of uh, what you saw from the the defense specifically yesterday. You know, you, you weren't sure what you were preparing for, uh, but the defense. Uh, you know, we had the the pick six um, video up on the screen while you were talking about uh, turnovers. Uh, I mean, the defense just has has really, as much as you've had your your offensive stars like like Pereira and Donatio and and, and the Finnerins and um, your defense has just absolutely set the tone in in the last you know four games here. We we've got a really good play from our three down linemen, um, Brendan Cesari at nose guard. Jermaine Wiggins, who was an outside linebacker last year, moving to D.C. this year. And Don Petty, who did play D.C. last year, started up the year. We moved him to outside linebacker where he was doing a good job. And we felt we needed him back at D.C. You know, he and Jermaine are both athletic kids, and they move really well and, and can drive offensive linemen crazy. Those those three kids have really, I, I, I think, done a really good job for our, for our defense. And, um you know, a kid like Kevin Higgins, who wasn't a starter until either game two or game three, played really well yesterday. And you need kids like that to, to be able to step in and, and, and do the job. He's kind of a lunch trail kid. You know, he was a special team player last year. But, you know, get after it in the weight room, never miss the morning session. And we do our winter thing and all, in all summer in the morning. And it's really worked hard to get a shot to play. And, and I thought he played I thought he played his best game yesterday. Um, and so, so we got some kids, you know, do things like that. The Kansas, the Donati, all those kids, they, they, you know, they showed it last year. But some other kids are stepping up and, um, and, and doing a good job. I and mean, the kids are running to the ball. Like, uh, 
the kids are flying to the ball and playing hard from whistle to whistle. And, I, and that's a big part of playing defense, too, is just kids playing right to the end of the whistle and, and getting the places. So I'm happy with, you know, we got to get better still and some stuff, but we've improved from the first game. You know, at, 40, at 42 points, he gave up his free throw, throws off the defensive average. But, our, you know, if you, if you look at our, our points against the MCC game, We've been playing pretty good defense, yeah. Coach, you know, end of the first quarter was 3 nothing. Uh, how important was that second quarter as far as, you know, putting away Methuen as opposed to giving them that confidence to feel like, you know what, hey, this is a battle and, you know, we're going back and forth. Because when you talk about your defense, there was the interception and there was a couple of late scores going in halftime. How big was that second quarter? <clears throat> no, it, it, it was big because, you know, Methuen had come up big where they stopped us and made it field goal. We had a nice drive to stop the game. Um, their kids made a really nice play to stop us. Like, we were like third and about a half a yard and, and knocked us like a three-yard loss. We ended up taking the field goal there. And, you know, so three zip one in the second quarter. And, and, you know, they were doing some good things. They ran the ball up against us and, and were moving the ball first. So um, it was big that we, we came right out the second quarter, had a nice drive, and then Sinatio checked, you know, again, you're talking about the effect of a turnover, you know, it's still only a 10 nothing game at that point. And I, I, I have to write, look, I think they're around midfield. So yep. he had good field position, and he intercepts the ball, runs it back, and it's totally changed the whole, I think, complexion of the game at that point. Yeah, they were right over midfield at that point. As, as I, I put, put that back up on the screen now. Go ahead, Bill, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it, it definitely, uh, you definitely see the steam let out. Plus, I wanted the the, the description of the field goal because I know that's you know a big part of Hector's uh, Hector's love here. So, you know, I don't go any any anything inside of twenty one is just a common kick, though, Bill. Anything inside of twenty five, that was just a twenty one yarder. But uh, Not Chuck, Mr. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, Chuck, I, I'll, I'll tell you this: the, the days of we were just happy because you have a kid kicking extra points. Everyone's been kicking to kids. Kick field goals for 35 yards. And, and, you got it. Become a more common that quality kickers now in, in, uh, in high school. I'm old enough, you know, doing 20. If you had a kid who consistently kick extra points, you might have had a gem. That, that's straight on kick, Chuck. That flops right over the bar. That was that was that's how old I am. When yeah. we had a kid that just flop it right over the bar. Yep. Uh, <laughs> with the square toe and everything else. But God, I feel old. If we could get the four of us on on a like when we say twenty yards is a, is a gimme, I I would say let's get the four of us over 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 at 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 uh, at Lawrence and 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 see see which one of us if any of us can hit that twenty yarder. We can't even get Hector to come to a, a production breakfast. How are we gonna get him to kick field goals? <laughs> That's because I'm waiting for Chuck to take me to the Groveland Diner one of these mornings. But anyways, Chuck, what about your junior class? I only ask this question because you see those guys uh, that I was very familiar with over coming up to the masculine junior ranks, junior high ranks. How, how good is your junior class, and who's playing well in that class right now besides Jermaine? Um, the, the junior class, one, one kid that's really turned into, a, I think, an outstanding lineman. <laughs> his nickname is Uwe because his I wish if I had a roster in front of you, it's Osa Yeman, and then his last name is got about eight thousand letters in it. Omi Yemen. 
I'm butchering it. That's why he goes by Uwe. Um, he's, he's our uh, he's our right guard. He started as a sophomore last year, and, and um, he he has really turned into a very powerful um, athletic lineman. He, he's a very good football player. He's a very good student. Uh, he, he's played really well for us. Excuse me. Um, Tommy Casey, an inside linebacker, has stepped in and done a solid job there because that was a big hole for us. Uh, losing way we, you know, bias from last year's team. Uh, uh, Mark, Mark Ciccarelli at receiver and corner. It's done a nice job. Dom Trito at the other corner. Um, is a junior that, that, that's played well. You know, Nick Nazi is, is, is an outstanding kicker for us. Uh, Jack Sullivan, the tackle, and uh, Anthony Mears, those two guys, have all, they alternated yesterday at, at offensive tackle and, and have done a solid job for us. So, uh, you know, those, those guys, it's not a deep group, but, but the kids, the kids that, are, uh, that have been playing have, have done a nice job for us. Anything else, guys, before we let Coach, Coach A go? Bill? Have any, have any Breeders' Cup picks, Chuck? <laughs> I, you know, Hector, that when football starts, I have to go. I have to go on underground thoroughbred. Uh, there's an athletic director from Cooksby that always bugs me trying to give me tips. And, uh, <laughs> but I, 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 put it away, I have to put it away until the first Friday after Thanksgiving. All right. If, if, if the insects, if the mosquitoes are cooperating, we go back to. Can Can you give us any insight there, Coach? That you know, as of right now, all the games are are on the schedule for Friday. Are, are can you give us any insight in terms of what you're hearing? I was talking to Ernie today, and it just—it doesn't look like it's going to be at Phil and Frost um, this this week. And as cold as it was this morning, I guess that's not enough to do the job. So I, I have a feeling we're going to be playing Saturday again. What what time would you guys uh, play if 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 it's Saturday, two o'clock? Uh, one thirty. One thirty. Yeah, no, I mean the old, the old traditional time before they were like. Who, who knew we were going to be rooting for Frost, right? I mean, this is that's like we want to hold on. We want to hold on to fall here, but we're all rooting for Frost right now. Well, you know, it it it, 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 it makes a long grind when you're doing the Saturday. And I know we used to do this, and I, you know, my players in the seventies, I'm coaching it's my thirty eighth year of high school football, and you know, the first part of my career was everyone played Saturdays. You get so used to Friday nights, and it's. Um, it's just a better thing. I, I just people can actually have a little bit of time, and it and it'd be selfish as a coach because we do so much work on Sundays, get ready for the next week. But you know, I was talking to um, Perry Donovan yesterday, one of the school assistants before the game. His son's playing college football at Austin, and he hasn't been able to go up there since he's playing Saturdays. And yep. I'm thinking yeah. EJ, EJ Perry, your son is, you know, down there starting at Brown, and, and you know he's playing every Saturday, and I usually have the four college games by now, watching some of our kids playing against having. I think I went to one at the beginning of the season. It's, and so I just look, I, you just miss out having flexibility on something you could do. And, and I think people just like Friday nights going in general. You know, because if that game was last night, there was a decent crowd yesterday, but that was on Friday night. It probably would have been three times the crowd that we had yesterday. 
absolutely agree with that, Coach. Absolutely agree with you. The, the gate, the the atmosphere. It's it's. I mean that that just just looking at looking at the video from yesterday. That was probably the I, and, and um, correct me if I'm wrong here. That's probably the first game that that felt like a, as close to a Friday as. And, and like you said, you'd, you'd still have three three times the crowd there on 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 Friday, yeah. even with that. I am I am going to give a plug though. Our, our students, the, the Red Sea group, and I actually since I found them after the game, they, they've been really good about getting all these Saturday games. And we've had a solid core of, of students that have been going to the games and stuff. So I I do applaud them for that. But I, it's. Uh, but I do think you lose some of the other other crowds. That was our homecoming. It was a so-so crowd. I was scouting the in the week before, and and though you said that wasn't a typical for the Friday night, what the crowd would have been um, for their homecoming. Um, although I did enjoy the halftime show, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you didn't get in one of the bubbles, huh? I mean, there was like twenty-four of them. <laughs> Any anything else from you, Hector? I'm all good. All right, Coach. Uh, you know, I know I know Sundays, especially as you say with the Saturdays now. Sundays have become even more uh, more sacred. So I appreciate you making the time for us here, and uh, good good luck to the Raiders next week against Haverhill. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll be watching as we head into the playoffs here. All right. Well, thank thank you for having me. And uh, you guys do a great job. All right, thanks, Coach. See you guys. All right, see ya. All right, big thanks to Coach A for getting on the line with us on a, on a Sunday morning. All right, gentlemen. Uh, what, Tim, one, one more yeah. quick note here. Uh, uh, Hector was talking about, you know, the old prom date, you know, Vidalski kid. And, <laughs> and I want to add to, you know, obviously you got the Methuen banner here, but Kareem Coleman is a kid who, who's been an athlete all year. And, and with, with Bryant going down and, and them depth-wise at quarterback, Kareem's somebody that, once again, the week before in Andover, started finishing that game, gave 100%. He's a kid that, that his stock is rising. If I'm a, if I'm a college coach that's, that's looking at a, an athlete, a, a kid that can jump up, catch the ball, run the ball, pretty much play both sides of the ball, he's a kid that I, I think is going to get a lot of looks after the season. All right, so now I've taken my fair share of lumps on the Josh Ramos stuff. This is the second uh, soliloquy from Bill this week on Coleman. The, th- the fourth in three shows. So can we now say that, that, that Bill is now uh, to the level of me with Ramos, with Coleman? Hector? Am I the only objective observer left in this world? Yeah, Honest to God, you guys, <laughs> you guys get in these campaigns. It's, it's amazing. It is it's, election uh... season. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. So we'll, we'll take a break here. It's all love, Bill. You, we, we, we know it's all love. We'll, we'll take a break here. Uh, we will come back and, and get, get through the rest of the games, wrap this show up for this week, uh, take a look at the playoff pictures, give you your noms for, for, for MVP again. We'll do that after the break here on MVC Grid on Weekly, presented by Davila and Fusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now write-in-place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? 
I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. If you're looking for the freshest food with the fastest service in the valley, look no further than Country Kitchen. Country Kitchen has been the breakfast spot of choice for Benthuanites for more than four decades. Lynn, her son Eric, and the entire team at Country Kitchen continue to serve breakfast favorites with the friendliest service around. Eric's lunch specialties change daily. Uh, anything from American chop suey to meatloaf, chicken pot pie, local faves like chicken barbs, to a Friday seafood menu that features haddock fish and chips that, trust me folks, it is the best in the Merrimack Valley, if not all of New England. Whether you're a regular or a first-time guest, the crew at Country Kitchen can't wait to see you. Come check them out today. They are in the heart of downtown, 18 Hampshire Street in Methuen. Check them out online on Facebook at The Country Kitchen on, on Facebook. The fastest service in the valley. Country Kitchen, a proud supporter of Ranger Nation Radio and the sponsor of the Methuen Rangers Football Report on MVC Gridiron Weekly. All right, gentlemen, the final segment here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, and Hector Longo uh, will get go through the rest of the games on, on the schedule here. Don't want to give short short shrift to anybody, but at the same time, a lot of blowouts. So we'll start with M- Malden, uh, Bill Ricca against Malden Catholic. Uh, started out on the first plate. Colby Cyrus with an interception on the first plate. Nick Gualdieri, two TD runs, including a 38-yard TD run on the second play of the game. Nolan Houlihan, a 22-yard TD pass. Brian Hamilton, 17 carries, 143 yards, two TD runs. Uh, once again, huge for the Indians. And Sean Rana, a uh, five successful PAT kicks. Nate Young, a TD reception and a fumble recovery on defense. Uh, uh, quick thoughts here just on Bill Ricca, Bill. Yeah, no, I, Nate, Nate Young, two interceptions, a fumble recovery, and a TD catch ah, by, okay. by insiders in, in Barica. So he's a kid, Tim, that I think was really on the bubble as far as that, that defensive player. Not team MVP, but individual defensive MVP. So he's a kid right on the cusp. I, you know, and when it came down to it, Hamilton kind of second big game, you know, the, the running attack right now for Barica, um, you know, has been huge. It, it's it's when you have a senior quarterback like Nolan who can throw the ball like that, but it's not matching up with them getting wins. Now all of a sudden they're running the ball the way they are, and, and that's a big win for them. And this is it to me. This next game for them against North Andover is is their season as far as what they're going to be able to do in the playoffs. What do you think, Hector? Look, if you find something at this part of the year, you have to go with it. I, you know, yeah. you want to be able to unleash the the Julian kid, and at some point they're going to have to throw the football and want to throw the football. 
But right now, if you if you're running it, run it. Let's go. You know, it, it's working. Also, you got to remember that's a struggling Mormon Catholic program too. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, so uh, next up, Lawrence and Lowell. We mentioned them earlier in the show, 28-6, to 6, the, the closest game of the day. I, I mentioned I, I, I forgot this game in terms of point margin, 22-point margin here. Um, Brendan Ty, three rushing touchdowns. Um, it was taking uh, direct shotgun snaps uh, for, for, for the Red Raiders with uh, Najee Neal hurt, so they, they switched up their offense a little bit. Kevin... Uh, Irazari, <laughs> nine carries, 101 yards, and a strong defensive effort for Lowell. Jacob Rivers, a 61-yard 61 61 punt return TD that was kind of the backbreaker in that game. Red Raiders, four sacks against the, the Lancers on, on senior night, for, for uh, and again for Lowell. Um, George Dristelarius, uh, a strong night on defensive punting, including pinning the Lancers at the one-yard line in the fourth quarter. For Lawrence, always strong. Jacob Tamayo, 122 pass yards, 83 rush yards, and a TD pass to Manny Lara, who himself had 117 receiving yards. So uh, I, I will start with you, Hector, here. What do you make of of Lowell heading in, in, into the playoff push here? Uh, first off, Bill, the more I think about this, this should scare the heck out of you, this result, because you know Lawrence is going to re- rebound and, and be a lot more focused than they were this week. So this, <laughs> for everyone in Missoula, yeah. this yeah. result should scare the daylights out of you right now. Um, Lowell, again, shorthanded, using Ty at the quarterback spot, taking snaps and running, you know, I don't know, is it single wing or is it wildcat or whatever it's called these days? You know, it's a... I wonder how, when they see the power clubs, where they stand. You know, this is a, again, you know, D1, D1 North. Do you want to head to a Central Catholic or, a, you know, uh, Everett, you know, or St. John's in the opening round? That's something you're looking to avoid. So, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a rugged go there. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's it's and it's you know you've got you've got Lowell right now sitting in the seventh spot, um, matched up against St. John's Prep, uh, but you know there's still some movement that could happen there, um, with uh, right, you know with with Lawrence moving in with with you know, Lowell potentially could could jump in, in even into the sixth spot at the, this point. I think they're still within within a point margin where that where they could do that, uh, but it's. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I would agree in terms of in terms of just Lowell and the Thua next week, and 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 Lowell being especially hungry. It's just a matter of which teams you're going to see, which which versions of these teams we're going to see next week in that in that matchup. And who's healthy? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and it, this is no knock on, on Andover and the at right now in the four and five, but that's where you want to be to have a chance to win in the opening round. Yep. You don't want to stare at you don't want to stare at Central St. John's or Everett, nope. you know, in the one in, it's, which would be the six, seven, or eight guys. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people looking for that four, five spot in the north. All right, so Tewksbury, uh, Tewksbury with a 34-6 win over Chelmsford, 402 total yards of offense, 307 rushing yards uh, for the Redmen playing second week without Shane Aylward, Tyler Keogh, two, two TD runs, five PAT kicks, one of our MVP picks. Uh, for this week, Kalu Alu, 97 rushing yards. Kyle Dorigo, 61 rushing yards, a four-yard TD run. 
Ryan, Ryan Rometta, a 15-yard fade pass TD to Nolan Timmons to end the first half, and Danny Fleming with a one-yard TD run. Guys, the Redmen are rolling at the right time. I would say Rometta being a little bit of stability in a time where you're without your best player in Shane Elward has been huge for that football team. Obviously, they're a program like we've talked about in the past, but when your quarterback can just manage and do things well well enough without making big mistakes, that's going to make life a little bit easier for your football team. And So give a shout-out to Rometta for We haven't heard any, any oh, my God, the, took three, turned the ball over three. You know, he's handling the, the game and doing all the little things to keep that team going while Shane tries to get healthy. And, you know, other guys are stepping up around him. You mentioned the Keo boy, a uh, couple of TDs this week. They have guys stepping into different spots. But it starts with the quarterback, I think, in that, though, to keep things kind of stable. I, I hate I hate when I, – I hate how the, how the term game manager became a negative connotation to a quarterback. If, if you've got a quarterback who's not turning over the ball and is, is, is doing enough to get the offense – uh, to, 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 to get to get the, the scoreboard in their favor. How is that a wrong thing, Bill? Uh, it's not, Tim, and I, I'll be honest with you. I think people that don't understand what that means doesn't really know the don't really know the game of football. I, I think it's never really been lost on me or the or the or the fans slash coaches that I talk to. I think it's it's it it it, it makes or breaks your offense. You know, if you can control the ball and get first downs, keep your defense off the field. There you go, Hector. I, it was like you were reading my mind. As, as far as what you were describing for Tewksbury, and, and this kid has been a, a stud athlete, you know, since coming up through Pop Warner, and they knew who he was. But can you handle the big game? And I think the Alwood and the coaching staff has really brought this kid along in a way to, to say, listen, you don't have to make the big play, just make the play. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's where he is. And with Alwood being out, his his skill set and his ability to make a better play has been growing, which is going to make them very dangerous going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they and they've got so the other thing is they've just got so you know with with Aylward being out never a good thing to have your key guy out but I mean with Aylward being out you have guys that are getting more touches and and getting more chances to be in the spotlight and to me that's only a good thing I mean especially when you have a a, a selfless guy like Aylward that that's not gonna like you know be complaining about sharing the ball once he comes back. I, I think right, it's just, yeah, it's it's just a positive for the Redmen right now. And when you say key guy, this is a kid who's got kickoff returns for touchdowns, fumble recoveries, oh, yeah. picks, uh, passes, throws, running the ball. I mean, this kid is all over the field. So to lose that level of a player and be this dominant, because Trumps and we keep talking about it, they they got a long way to go. But they're no, you know, they battled North Andover right to the end. They're 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 in there. They have some talent. They're well coached. That was a, a dominating win by, by Tewksbury. All right, so let's talk uh, one last game, 42-7, to Andover over Haverhill. Uh, Andover defense allowed 68 yards on the Hillies' first drive, then 80 yards the rest of the game. Scotty Brown, the freshman quarterback, one of our MVP picks this week, 5-for-5 five, five five passing, 153 yards, three TD passes, and then five rushes for 40 yards. Jofi Arias, a 32-yard TD reception from Victor Harrington. Uh, Josh Ramos continues to, to do his thing. Uh, 16 rushes, 106, 106 yards, two TD runs. Jackson McCarthy, a 26-yard TD catch. 
Uh, and then uh, Kelvin Devia, three catches, 68 yards, and a 50-yard TD catch for Andover. So uh, in terms, you know, in terms of where Andover's at, guys, uh, Hector, speak to me a little bit, a little bit about uh, you know the rising tide of of the Golden Warriors here. Nah, I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure that five of five with three TDs might consist of a perfect QB passer rating. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the Brown kid is just—he's uh, kind of added just a uh, this incredible dynamic with this team. You know we. Again, they, that that's an offense where if you if you deliver the football, there are guys in open space. That's what they do. They get the ball into open space, and and guys can make plays. And they they're kind of wide open. And if it's working, and you spread the field, and then you send that kid. I forget his name because I've never heard it before. The running back kid. Um, uh, oh, Ramos. Ramos, that's Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard his name here on this yeah. show before. But <laughs> tattoo uh, on Tim's bicep. <laughs> you, you you spread the field. You get him the football. And, and all of a sudden, you know, it's pretty unstoppable. So, again, when they when if they can hold on to the four seed, and um, now you're looking at a rematch with, with a Central Catholic or another game with the St. John's, depending on how things shake out, if they can win that first one, things will be decided up front. I think in the playoffs wise, but right now they kind of they're doing a nice job just outscoring people right now. And we didn't even mention Slayton in, in any any of this, uh, Bill. But I no. mean, Slayton, Slayton's a beast as well. So I mean, then their defense just overall. Hector, you've made the point a couple weeks here. Just, uh, but but in terms of just this defense, if if Andover has keeps keeps playing this defense, uh, mm. they're 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 gonna be a sneaky uh, a sneaky good uh, playoff pick here. Yeah. Look, their goal is simple. Can they? Can they jump into that top group with Central, the teams that have dominated Central Everett, St. John's? Those teams have dominated Division One North. Can they jump into that mix? I think that they've they've looked to do that. They've tried. They've been close in past years. You know when EJ was there, young EJ was there. They've they've come close. But you know that's what their goal is: get into that top group of, of Division One North elite. And I know we had a couple of weeks where I was really confused by the Harrington-Brown thing. And, and after seeing Brown play, uh, my questions have been answered. And, and now Brown's got several weeks of being the man. Harrington's still coming in here and there, but Brown's getting in the majority of the snaps. So I think when they lost the Central, it, it was what Coach A said. It was a, a couple of turnovers, and, and kid didn't have the reps. Now, now you're talking. you got multiple games against some good MVC teams. It may be a difference, and maybe they are finding their groove on, on defense and, and can hang with those uh, those higher-tier teams. All right, so we take a, a look at the standings here. Central Catholic, it's, it's, it is uh, – they've got to win out. Uh, they've they've got to finish it off. Uh, it, technically, in conference, Andover has a shot at 4-1, and one, but uh, Central mm-hmm. wins against Haverhill, and, and they take the MVC large. Tewksbury – uh, Tewksbury, it's it's pretty much a lock, but they if there's a bunch of things that would have to happen for Bill Ricca to have a, have a chance at it, but uh, it's 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 to lose at this point in the MVC. Uh, in terms of uh, let's see the schedule. Uh, actually, let, let me let's just take a look quick look at, at the at the the the, the uh, Division One North standings here. We've been talking about it. Central's one. Andover's four right now. Methuen is is uh, is uh, about th- 
three-tenths of a point behind Andover at this point. So Methuen wins, Andover loses, and, and Methuen would jump in and get, get a home playoff game. Lowell is, 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 is looking pretty solid um, for, for a seven seed, but again, no, no, uh, uh, <laughs> no happy prize in, in potentially getting St. John's or, or Central Catholic. And then you've got Lawrence. As I said, Lawrence is in the ninth spot with one win. But uh, if if they beat Methuen, they're going to get a lot of points out of that, and they could potentially jump into the eighth spot. Look, I, it's not a tough spot. To, it's not an easy spot to be that eighth spot. But the difference between making those playoffs and not making those playoffs for a program is gigantic. Okay, you know, especially a program like a Lawrence or a Lowell, where they're trying to build a foundation. Making the playoffs there is huge. Yeah, it means a loss, but, you know, most likely a loss in the first round. You're a huge underdog, but that's a huge uh, – it's a big difference making the playoffs and and, be, and not making the playoffs. I know that sounds obvious, but it's bigger than I mean. Uh, especially uh, in this in this setup with, with how, how the games play out and, and you mm-hmm. know, the random, random, randomness of the – of the matchups for sure. sure. The division two, uh, the you know, North Andover we mentioned. North Andover's in 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 the driver's seat to to have a home playoff game right now. They 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 win next week. Uh, they they will get a home playoff game. Only question is if they if they move up to to three potentially it, it, with with a win. Uh, in division three, in in terms of MVC teams, Tewksbury is is in is in position. Uh, Three in the three seed behind Danvers and, and Concord Carlisle, uh, gonna be tough to jump into the two seed. Uh, they probably I won't say locked into the three seed, but Tewksbury is is if they if they win out, they're they're looking at a three seed. Bill Ricca is on the bubble right now, uh, fighting it out with Belmont and Beverly in the seven eight nine spot. Uh, so Bill Ricca with a big game against North Andover. Uh, Bill Ricca wins that. Obviously, they're in. Uh, they may even get into a seven spot. So uh, as you mentioned, Bill, uh, you know, the, the season coming up for the Indians here. No, I, I think there's a few games this coming week. I think for Lowell, this is a playoff game for them. You know, they, they beat Andover, and, and they kind of changed their rankings a little bit. And, you know, that is a, a big test for them. I think the same thing for, for Berker as well, Tim. I think you're right. I think as much as things are playing out, I, I think some of the haves and have-nots that really need to have a big, big week. You know, like you said, Methuen could be within that, you know, four or five spot if they beat Lawrence. But, you know, the way they're playing right now, they need to they need to really step up and have a big week. And as we mentioned, Drake it right now in the eighth spot in in Division Four. And, and as we look at the, the the schedule right now, and again, these games right now are are, are scheduled for Friday, October twenty fifth, all at seven p.m. Again, just check check us on Twitter throughout the week. We will have the updated schedule. You heard Coach A talk about how Central. It, it's all going to be about if we get a, a hard frost, and it, it's not looking like that. Just looking at the forecast right now, so you're probably going to see. All these games and asterisks move to Saturday, which is Lowell at Andover, uh, Haverhill at Central Catholic, Bill Ricca at North Andover, and Lawrence at Methuen. Probably all moving to Saturday at this point. They haven't moved officially yet, so so I just put them on for 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 Friday on 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 showing you guys the schedule. But uh, you know, 
we we we've talked we've talked about it, guys. I don't think we need to belabor this in terms of in terms of this this last week. There are a lot of key matchups, um, and and as a, as a fan, honestly, this is what you want to see in in the final week of the NBC schedule. You want to see all these games truly matter. Absolutely. No, you're right, Hector. Did you want to give the fans an understanding of what a hot frost is, or are you okay? I thought a hot frost was what I saw when I walked the dog at 5 a.m. Uh, you know, perhaps it's me, but you know, I saw my lawn look pretty hot frosty. But, uh, yeah, I'll call Al Caprillion for more on that one. <laughs> Always good when we get an Al Caprillion reference in. All right, uh, so there's there's next week's schedule. As we mentioned, your your week six nominees: Scott Brown from Andover, Kevin Higgins from Central Catholic, Tyler Keel from Tewksbury. Brian Hamilton from Bill Ricca. Get on to Twitter be, uh, before Tuesday at uh, 11.59 p.m. Uh, at MBC Gridiron Week and, and get out the fan vote. The fan vote, as we mentioned, 25% of the total vote. Uh, you guys want to put – you guys are you guys ready at this point to put anything out there in terms of – I'm putting a challenge out. I'm putting a challenge out to Barricka. I know you pissed off the first time Hamilton went through and, and you know, a little confusion. I, I think Hector not being there that week really really kind of threw the whole thing into a tailspin. Uh, he's here this week. There's the bus. How do I get the blame? There's three votes. the bus. Three votes there. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm putting my my money back on Hamilton. I think the kid has had some consistency over the year. I know it was more than Catholic, but you know, I, I think the kid uh, definitely deserves uh, deserves a, uh, a, a a win this week. Well, since Tim had the uh, guts not to name the entire Tuxbury coaching staff, team, band, fans, and concession workers as uh, the nominee this week. I'm going with Tyler Keogh simply because that program just keeps winning, and he and he stepped in and did the job here this week on a program hurt, hurting a little bit. I'm giving Tyler Keogh the nod this week. So without Tim saying anything, technically there's a very good chance that the, that the voters – could decide this. Yeah, week. the fan vote's going to decide it. Absolutely, because I'm probably. I, I think I, if you hold off and don't say anything, and your vote is the last vote, it's kind of like the swing vote there. I'm, I'm, you know, I will just. I, here's what I will say, Bill. I'm going with the fan vote this week because, because all four of these guys are worthy. So as you said, the, with that, the fans are probably are probably going to decide the vote this week. So I, I'll go. I'll go with the fan vote. You know, if if we're all splitting up, splitting up the vote here, I will go with the fan vote. So, if your vote this week matters more than ever, uh, so get out and vote at MVC Gridiron Weekly before uh, uh, MVC Gridiron Week on Twitter before midnight, eleven fifty nine on Tuesday, uh, and then uh, just a couple other things to to, to throw at you. Uh, we've we've mentioned the podcasts. Uh, we are the podcast for this will be will be up shortly after we're done today. Uh, Spotify, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, TuneIn and Stitcher. Also, yeah, and and you know our our home base on Podbean. Um, so you've got a lot of different options for the podcast. Uh, Bill, have you have you learned what a podcast is yet? No, I haven't. I, I'm waiting for the the. the... The 12-hour over the internet course that I'm taking. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, and then 
Just uh, a reminder. Watch and listen. The is bleeding from his eyeballs. Right <laughs> Podcast. I thought he was to talk about Snap Face there when he did that pod scheme or Stitch Face or whatever it was. What are you talking about, Tim? Podcast. I need a lesson too, Bill. Get me that. Get me that that uh, website. Let me know. At least we're not on Snapchat yet. That's I'm holding out. We're not going on Snapchat. Watch and listen each week, live Sunday mornings, all week on demand. As we said. On Twitter at MVC Gridiron Week, on Facebook and Instagram at MVC Gridiron Weekly, on YouTube on the Loop Weekly TV channel. Gentlemen, final thoughts for this week uh, before we before we say goodbye and 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 let let you off to your to your to your uh, your Sundays. Hector, we'll start with you. Bring on the hot frost. I want my Friday nights back. back. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, you know, it, it seems like we're going to get them for the playoffs at least, but uh, it really has been a different dynamic, and it's it's. Uh, I I know it's hurt the gates dramatically, and uh, that I, as much as as a fan, I feel for it. I feel for all the athletic departments that 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 make so much of their their money that gets distributed back into the athletic department through these gates. And that's why having a strong boosters that, that raises money is, is key. Um, but the ripple effect, the coaches not spending time with their families on Saturdays um, because a lot of time on Sunday is taken up. I, I think it I don't I don't think I quite understood how much of an impact losing Friday nights is in so many different facets. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Let's get that. I mean, you mentioned, back. you mentioned where have I been on the Methuen games, Bill? Like I, I've been I, I've had to be, you know, it's, I, I hate. To say it this way, but I mean, like, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a parent of a ten-year-old soccer guy that, 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 that all those games were scheduled on Saturdays yeah. before, before Triple E, you know, came in and and you know, threw threw a an elbow off the top rope here, you know. So no, I know. And just listening to the coaches talking about not being able to see some of their alumni playing college games, yeah, like it just it, it well, goes just so deep like, as far just as things like we hear, like Jason Sims, the PA guy at Methuen, and not even being able to do it because of Saturday commitments, you know. So it's yeah. it's it's a it's a whole different dynamic. So yeah. hey, Hector, one last thing, uh, shout out to you in terms of Masco and and. Uh, is it the Northeastern Conference? Northeastern Conference, bring it on! Yeah, so much, so much of my quality road trips to Ipswich and Pawtucket and all 20 minutes away. Now I'm going to be heading to Salem and Lynn and Marblehead and Swansea. You guys may never see me again. Yeah, yeah, we'll have, we'll have, to, we'll have to, you know, where in the world is Hector Longo? We'll have to set him up on an RV or something. So, RV huge step up in competition, though. Yeah, huge step up in competition. We're excited. Every, a lot of, a lot of coaches at the school are excited, so we're ready. You know. It's good to see a school adding more competition as opposed to staying level or, or trying to, to, to drop down, which happens as well. So that to me, that's a huge shout-out to Masco in, in improving their quality of athletics and, and the competition. Circling back real quick, the MVC Small was a better fit for us, but that those road trips were just a deciding factor. I, I really think we should – like, we belong with the MVC Small, Masco does. Yeah. Size-wise um, – Competition-wise, in, in, in a lot of sports, but the travel to, to thinking the travel from Boxford to Drake at Boxford to Chelsea was just a little too much. Yeah. So uh, we ended up in the NEC, and we're excited. All right. 
All right, folks, that is the show for this week. Again, a huge shout-out to, to Peter Rodolsky, to Chuck Adamopoulos for joining us on, on uh, the interviews this week, to all the folks that helped us with, with video this week, Jen Silva and, and all, the, all the, the video contributors. Please keep them coming, folks. It, it just makes the show so much better um, and, and keeps our ugly mugs off, off of the, the screen as much as possible. So... Um, and and listen, uh, watch the show all week. Uh, please uh, please take a look at our sponsors: Davila Defusco Insurance, AFC Urgent Care, Jen Hamilton, Country Kitchen, and Methuen. You want to sponsor your your town segment? Uh, sh- shout me out, Tim at MethuenToday.com, to, uh, or or uh, hit me up on Twitter, and uh, we will listen. We'll we'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, and. That is it for now. Uh, All right, Bill Ricker, get out and vote. There you go. Absolutely, get out and vote, Bill Ricker. Get yeah, and listen. We're gonna knock. We're gonna knock Hector off this. So far, <laughs> so far, Central's so far, Central is, is getting out the vote too for 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 Mr. Higgins. So we will we will see how that shakes out. Hey, have a great week, everybody. Uh, a weird Sunday on the football front. Monday night football with the with the Pats and Jets. Uh, a trap game. Any any predictions, real quick, from you guys on on Pats Jets? Jets. Twenty four seventeen Pats. Did and you hey, say Hector, that? Just, Are you saying that I seriously, gotta... Hector? I like the Jets this week. I yeah, I, I I mean I I don't mean Oops. to be the 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 nervous Nelly here, but I mean the Jets. What they did against uh, the Cowboys and and having Darnold back, having Bell getting in more and more every week, and and. Yeah, this might be the, the, the week the undefeated ends for the Patriots. 24-17, Pats. And, Hector, I just got an email forwarded to me from Russia. Have you been interfering with the Twitter votes? Because <laughs> every time you pick a player, their Twitter uh, spikes up by, like, 40%. So I'm going to be no looking at pro pro here. I'm going to be looking at No quid no pro pro. Yeah, all right. All right hey, I'm going to go grab some pop on a game. So peace out, gentlemen. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance. Have a great week, everybody.